Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the podcast, which is hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department, which is a little bit of a long-winded title, so we're going to simplify it as much as we can. Uh, this is, we've lovingly decided to refer to this as the Let's Admit It podcast. So um, my name is Michael Gritton. I'm going to be your, your host on this wonderful little adventure that we're going to be going on together. And what I want to do today is going to be pretty much completely different from everything that we're going to be doing down the road, because um, what we're going to be doing down the road specifically is we're going to be attempting to answer all of the questions, all of the spoken and the unspoken questions of a high school student who's exp- who's who's looking into higher education. So um, that is going to look like a 20-minute a week episode where I am interviewing, it's going to be generally a member of the staff here at Boise Bible College, but sometimes we're going to have some different people think like a parent of an alumni, someone who can offer you, the listener, um, whether you are a high school student who's looking at Boise Bible College, or you're a parent, or you're a non-traditional student, um, I want to give you as much information and as many perspectives as possible. And so um, I wanted to also just mention that the, the, the place that this podcast came from, this is sort of the brainchild of a number of people here at the college. Um, I had this idea when I was actually a sophomore at college here back in 2014. Um, so before, you know, I, I had this idea right after the world was supposed to end, 2012, and about five years before the world actually ended, so 2020. Um, so I had this idea, and I pitched it to our, actually our academic registrar, Ross Knutson, at a summer camp. And he said, it's a great idea, we've been thinking about doing it, but we don't have the, the time, the people, the resources, all these things. And so then I got hired on, uh, on staff as an admissions counselor, and I found out that this is actually something that we've been wanting to do for a while. So it was really exciting, I'm very excited to be a, a part of this, and so um, since I'm going to be the interviewer for this this podcast, I'm not going to spend much time on a weekly basis talking about myself because uh, you're not listening to this to hear from me. You're listening to this to hear from the, the people that we're talking to. And so um, what I want to do right now is I just want to introduce myself very quickly just so you have an idea of whose voice you're listening to. So um, I'm, a, I'm a graduate of Boise Bible College. I attended from 2013 through 2017. I graduated with my bachelor's in youth ministry, so I am a disciple of Russell Grove. You'll get to hear from him in a couple of weeks. Um, and uh, Russell is the the head of the <laughs> the head of the Christian Education Department, but he's also the head of the Admissions Department. So not only was he the uh, the my primary professor, so to speak, he was he is also my boss now. So um, we're excited to have him on. And uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a married man. I Met my wife here at the college, but we didn't end up dating until we were both uh, graduates. So we we kind of we kind of trumped the we kind of we kind of circumvented the the classic path a little bit. And so um, that's that's me. Um, and now I would like to uh, introduce our distinguished guest for today, uh, President Dr. Derek Voorhees. Uh, 
Good to have you on, Derek. Yeah, this is um, great, Mike. Thanks for letting me join you today. Absolutely. Thanks for being a part of it. So um, today, what we're going to do is I'm going to, it's, it's a two-part two uh two-part goal for today. So we've already established part one, which is I wanted to kind of introduce the the content and the scope and the purpose of this podcast in a long-term setting. Um, but also what I'd like to do today is just introduce you to the man uh, behind the machine, behind the, the culture of the college. And so that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to ask Derek just a couple of questions and then we're going we're gonna to wrap up and we're going to uh, see you, Derek, again in a couple of weeks. And so, um, Derek, first of all, I just, just kind of off the script a little bit. We're, we're in the, obviously, we're in the middle of kind of an unprecedented time. How are you doing? Just how are you doing? Uh, actually, well, I mean, there's levels of stress uh, that, that are swirling around all of us here at the college. Um, but I, the Lord is uh, keeping me encouraged, booing me up. It's great to do this together as a team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, I think I think um, I think doing well, yeah. honestly. Being a part of a, a, a community that kind of wraps its arms around everyone is incredibly helpful, especially yes. in these kinds of times. And so, yes. um, I have a I've given Derek kind of a list of questions, um, <clears throat> listener. As you as you continue to listen throughout the weeks, you'll notice that some of these questions are somewhat repetitious, and so hopefully you can be patient with us on that. But um, Derek, just as, as you are introducing yourself to our listeners, could you briefly just describe, this is the, the interview question where it's like, tell me about yourself, and there's no, <laughs> there's no way that you can answer that satisfactorily. So I'll give you some specifics. Could you just describe your background and specifically your, your schooling and whatever experience that you've had in ministry that you, just, you feel like you'd like to share? Yeah, so, I mean, I grew up in Springfield, Illinois, in a Christian home. So my mom and dad, part of Westside Christian Church, all the way up to when um, I was encouraged to go to a Bible college to find out what my niche um, for kingdom work would be. So I went to Ozark Christian College, earned a bachelor's degree there, and then I stepped into ministry. And after graduation, um, including an internship, uh, there at Ozark, uh, 23 years of located ministry hmm. within local churches. Um, through that time, you know, earned a couple of master's degrees from Lincoln Christian Seminary a and and a doctorate of ministry degree from Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh, met my now wife at Ozark, and so we were shortly married right after graduation. And so we've been married 30 years together. Sorry, and did you say you got your bachelor's at Ozark, or was yeah. that one of your master's? Okay. No, bachelor's degree at Ozark, where I met Nell. I've and known Derek now for six, seven years. Yeah. I've, this is the first time I've heard this story, so I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested in the details. Yeah, and so, you know, through ministry, doing some extra schooling um, with the master's degree, just refining my philosophy of ministry and my um, theological framework and how to handle leadership and uh, through marriage and then, you know, children coming along. And so our kids learned the context of ministry while I was going to school. Um, And uh, in grad school, uh, you know, another large facet of my background uh, is a real international sensitivity. You know, I met uh, a friend from Thailand and um, since the late 1990s, we've had a friendship and I've been a part of um, kind of co-leading um, mission work that he does in Thailand. So hmm. that international influence has been a part of our family, our marriage, our ministry, yeah. and um, the college leadership as well. Hmm. 
That, that kind of leads very uh, organically, I'll say, into the <laughs> next question. Um, you've been the president of the college now for, correct me if I'm wrong, three years? Yeah, this is the beginning of year four. Beginning of year four. Mm-hmm. So you've been, you've been at the reins for a little while. And so um, in that leadership, is there a... What I've known of you for the last couple of years, Derek, is that you're kind of a man of statements. Um, and mm-hmm. so in, in your leadership of the college, is there something, whether it be scriptural or doctrinal or something that you've heard from a number member of the staff, is there something that sort of guides your, your hand of leadership of the college? Yes, yes. There, I mean, there are several things. The first thing that comes to my mind is Paul's statement, pray without ceasing. Hmm. I mean, that is a, that's a legitimate practice that I do Absolutely. all the time. Not lightly, it's not trite. Um, uh, submitting to uh, the Creator and our Redeemer on a daily basis. Um, I think also another truth that kind of guides my leadership from the Proverbs, you know, with, without consultation, plans are frustrated. Hmm. But with many counselors, they are established. Yeah. Well, I found that to be true. I kind of roll that way and think that way. But especially here with the leadership, I mean, my role is president, but the cabinet of the president surrounded by five powerhouse administrators mm-hmm. are, are wise consultants. And so um, that's, that's been a part of, you know, how I lead here. I would also, I mean... I, my alignment personally, theologically, philosophically, to the mission of the college, the printed mission, is, is pretty close to parallel. Hmm. It is right on par. So my idea of, of equipping and being equipped and being a servant leader for Christ's bride through which the gospel gets relevant and real globally, um, that's, I submit to that regularly. Hmm. I mean, I, I seriously am a servant of that mission. And that's just not because I'm, I'm an employee of the college. That's, that's really close to the life mission of, of uh, who I am. Yeah. I want to speak um, partially to something that you said there and partially to a, a, a I don't want to say commonly asked question or a common issue, but something that I remember when I was in the, the, the process of, well, you, you talked about the the idea of having many wise counselors, wise individuals mm-hmm. around you that whose opinions you trust, who you you trust to uh, to call you out and to guide you back towards the right path and whatnot. But mm-hmm. when I was choosing a a college, I had uh, a couple of people that I I trusted. Um, they were my high school small group leader, David. Mm-hmm. My youth pastor, Josh, who actually is an alumni of the college, mm-hmm. he, was a, he was a camp rep back in the, the Stone Ages. <laughs> and the, the other person were my parents, obviously. Mm. Parents are huge, huge factor in the college admissions decisions. And so um, I want to take a pause just quickly and speak to uh, our listeners at the moment and, and give you just a piece of advice. Um, just that... At this point in your life, you are being asked to make a pretty substantial decision, which is uh, where do you want to go to school and what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And um, I can't necessarily tell you what that looks like. I can encourage you so, 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 so much 
to bathe that in prayer as much as you possibly can. But the other huge encouragement that I would give is something that Derek mentioned, and that is to surround yourself with people that you trust and that that want the best for you. Um, not just that you would have um, fulfillment in your life, but that you would you would fulfill what the Lord has intended for your life. And so um, I just, you, you said that Derek, and that mm. just, I just wanted to throw that out there for the, for the listener's sake. Um, I think that's a significant point. I mean, that's a significant point for all of us when we reach um, forks in the road mm-hmm. or decision making moments Yeah, um, that we really seek the wisdom of uh, objective mentors yeah. um, or coaches or teachers mm-hmm. that have a, they're willingly submissive to the Holy Spirit in their life. So it's, it's wisdom from heaven. Yeah. Um, but people who know you, who know me, who know us, yeah. you know, know our wiring, our spiritual gifting, our passion, and to really uh, allow them to have an authoritative voice. And I, I would go back to, you know, the mission statement I submit to, the cabinet that I mutually submit to, um, the Lord in prayer that I submit. I think that's a significant factor of character yeah. when it comes to um, leadership development, uh, being hired for a job, um, servant leadership in the church. Yeah. So I appreciate your point there, just yeah. echoing that. Finding, finding someone that you, can, that you can be honest with about fears and concerns and then also ask them to, to help guide you in practical ways beyond yeah. just, you know, do what the Lord says. That's a great thing, but having someone that can say, do what the Lord says, and here's what that probably is going to end up looking like. It's huge. Yes. Um, Derek, I want to talk um, briefly, uh, like I said, this, this podcast is not just for, for the, the high school students looking at Boise Bible College. This is also for the parents who, you know, my mom, I'm the, I'm the youngest in my family, and so um, when, when mom dropped me off at school, it was probably one of the most emotional times I've ever seen my mom. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Derek, if you could, um, you, you have a, a daughter that came through the college. Um, just, mm. just briefly, could you just talk to the folks who are listening to this podcast about what Boise Bible College was like for you specifically, not as a professor, but as a parent who has a student going through the college? Oh yeah, it, it was it was positive and strong, um, not just because she was my daughter, but you know it was a time for Nell and I to really let Kaylee um, stretch out her wings even more, become um, herself, allow the Lord to really align her passions with His passions, and and you know she she really values us, loves us, appreciates our friendship as mom and dad to her, so she was continually a part of our, our world as a student. But one of the things that I perceived in, in Kaylee, uh, you know, she did well academically, but I think the, the largest blessing, then uh, I kind of knew this, but it came to be true, was Bible college here exposed her to more mentors. Hmm. It exposed her to more godly people that would be a wise voice through whom the Spirit could really speak to Kaylee, guide Kaylee, counsel Kaylee, um, and that, that has proven to be true. So as a parent, you know, considering a child going to Boise Bible College is, I think it, it allows an exposure point for the child to actually have um, other wise counselors in their world. Yeah. And boy, that, as a parent, I need spiritual aunts and uncles speaking mm. to each of my kids. Yeah. Especially when they move away. 
is I trust the Lord to provide godly uh, pseudo parents or, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, grandparents uh, that would be, um, that would say words like we would say, mm-hmm. but just differently. Yeah. And from a different source. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and the kids will hear them and, and relish that and really mature yeah. well through that. I think when I, when I left <clears throat> for college, I, I left a place that I'd grown up my entire life. I left a church that I'd grown up in since I was, gosh, I was seven years old at the time. And I was, my biggest concern was I was going to be losing those spiritual voices in mm. my life. And what I came to was, was spiritual voices from a different context and from a different depth of experience. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I could go on and on about the, about the mentorships that I've had here. I mean, my goodness, Ben, Ben Williams, uh, not only was he my, my mentor for, you know, my, my mentor by name for two years, he did my, he did the ceremony for my (laughs) wedding. And so, um, the, the mentorship at this college is really one of the biggest draws for me as a student. And so, um, one of the last questions, uh, that I had for you, Derek was, um, from your perspective, um, the perspective of, you know, the, the, the highest office, if I can use that terminology, um, could you just describe the culture of the school? Mm. Um, and if you, if you can, because I know you've been, you've been, um, so instrumental in the academic culture of the college, but you've also been very instrumental in the student life culture of the college, which are obviously two of the biggest concerns, Mm. um, for people, uh, looking into schools. So if you could, if you could speak to the academic culture and the student life culture separately, uh, just just have story time for a few minutes. Well, yeah, and, and that's, a, that's a great question. It's a challenging question because, you know, we view the academic uh, culture and the student life culture as, as two rails of a, of a track. Mm-hmm. You know, each are rails that run parallel with each other. And, and we work diligently to make sure that those rails continue to run parallel so they each keep their lane you know there are co-curricular things Mm -hmm. that are uh, in the student life area and they're clearly curricular things but they are intentionally um, aligned and so um, maybe I can try to speak of them separately let me at least start with them as to how they work together both of them run parallel because we take it pretty serious here about leader development Mm. that's a student life reality with with, uh, you know, um, student leadership roles that, that, uh, that student body votes on their peers to yeah. take on student leadership roles. Uh, Cody Christensen's leadership of, of student life uh, for, for the students to really learn how to lead, work as a team. And that really is something that Chuck Faber does within the academic area. I mean, there, there's the scholarship part and the academic part, but it's ultimately that our student body individually would learn to lead well. And so those two actually are points that, that are not separated and are intentionally to be yeah. together. I would say, um, I mean, academics can be pretty serious, right? You got grades, you got tuition dollars, mm-hmm. and there's accountability and stress. And, and I think there's some elements of, you know, the mentorship makes it special there. I, th- I think uh, there's a lot of fun and laughter in the student life area. Absolutely. I mean, uh, dorm life, cafeteria, um, the, the conversations that happen in between classes in the hallways, the special things that student life and, and the student leadership uh, develop. 
a lot of fun, a lot of memories. Uh, you know, we recently just came back from our annual rafting trip. Mm -hmm. It's part of our discovery week. It's the week to kind of get all of our students ramped up and ready for the first day of class. And it, it, discovery week concludes with that rafting trip. And, yeah. and uh, our first chapel, I'm privileged to be able to speak at the first chapel. And in the last several years, I've decided just to show pictures mm. of our rafting trip and to watch the facial expressions <laughs> of the kids getting, getting bounced out of their yeah. raft or into their raft, getting soaked. And, yeah. and that is a, it's a blast to mm -hmm. watch that enjoyable part. That's clearly a student life experience. Absolutely. Uh, I would say that in the um, academic and the student life area, I would say in the academic area, we're trying to create a culture that is safe to disagree. Mm. I think it's a staff yeah. value. I think it's a cabinet, presidential cabinet, cabinet value, where it's safe to push back. Um, and I think in the academic area, um, there's some safety for students who might question and have legitimate concern about uh, something that's stated in, in, in the faculty have been primed and, and prepared and mentored by, by Chuck Favor to really consider how do we create a safe space that mm -hmm. we don't have all the answers that we're willing to let questions kind of hang out there and be there and we'll probe them together. Um, I would say both of these student life and academic area uh, led by Chuck and Cody there's an excellence level mm. the standard is pretty high in yeah. both of those men and both of those rails if I can say it that way. So, uh, I mean, we, we really value our strategic plan as an institution and those fall in line with our mission and our values. And so the academic and student life areas are really subservient to those initiatives in the plan and the, and the articulate wording of our values and our mission statement. So um, I, I think that's cultural setting. You know, that th these rails of the academic and student life area are, are going to run parallel for as long as we adhere to our mission, our values, as long as we continue to achieve, by the Lord's grace, our strategic plan initiatives. So, yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. What a unique experience it's been um, going through four years of the college as a student and being fully, you know, Doven, Divin, dove into, uh, <laughs> fully into that student life culture and that academic life culture. Yeah. Um, and then to watch it as an employee, mm -hmm. uh, watching freshmen come in and go on that rafting trip where I never knew how to swim and I got kicked into the river every single time I went. Uh, just a lightning <laughs> rod for relationship. My goodness. Um, yeah. Derek, the last question that I'm going to ask you and um, listeners at home, this is going to be one of those consistent questions that I ask every single week. And it's this, um, I want you to picture in your mind that you have a student, a high school student standing in front of you hmm. and they are bouncing around in their mind, the idea of going to um, Boise Bible college, but really a Bible college in general. Um, what, what would you say to them? Uh, I would start with, um, Bible college is an essential that you should seriously consider implementing in your life. Mm. The Bible college experience is um, essential for, for our individual ability as Christians to understand the heartbeat of the shepherd. I think Boise Bible College, if a student were to come and if I had a conversation with a student face to face, if you were to come here, you would gain a heartbeat of the shepherd mm. and you would learn to care for uh, those that are wandering. I think we really have uh, a, 
a desire to help our students have a compassionate heart like Jesus. I think if a student were to come here, dear student, if you were to come here, I think you would value the kingdom more and how the church fits within the kingdom. Um, the, the church is part of our mission statement. I think you would, you would achieve um, a desire to see the church be healthy. Whatever the style of the church is, if it's uh, whatever the approach of ministry for that church is, urban, rural, suburban, international, uh, I think that coming here, you would fall in love with Christ's bride. Now, you may get a different vocation after coming here for a year or two or four than leading in the church, but if you were to be the most amazing volunteer in a church, mm. I would chalk that up to the Lord working through the college to help you with that. And I think that's a serious life goal that you should consider, dear student. I would also add one more thought that if you were to come here, you would, you would be more confident in handling scripture and thinking through a scriptural worldview or a lens on yourself. That the lens of scripture really becomes a mirror through which you see yourself and you become more aware of who you are because you become more scripturally aware. That's not knowledge of scripture all, it, it, what I mean, I'm talking about the knowledge of scripture, but the influence of the spirit through scripture to help you understand who you are. And that's an important part for any collegiate student, but the, that's not where it stops. Uh, I think if you come here, you would become more scripturally aware to become more self-aware in order to become more socially aware. Hmm that what you gleaned here would help you be a better citizen, a better neighbor, a better servant in your job, a better leader for your church. That you, you would know how to think because you're aware of yourself, you'd be aware of the scriptural wisdom from heaven on how to speak into relevant social issues of the day. And those come and those go. Mm -hmm. But to be a influence, a true influence, um, into society, I think, I think a Boise Bible College experience would really help that in a large way. It helps shape your marriage, helps shape your parenting, helps shape your friendships, helps shape your career, help you be more ready for Christ reappearing. Mm. And until then, to actually be the kingdom worker he desires and has made you to be, to live out the purposes he's designed. And I think Boise Bible College can play a significant role. So would you consider it? That's what I would say. Consider, mm. Would you pray about it? Good stuff. Good stuff. It's always a joy listening to you, Derek. <laughs> well, it's always enjoy is... talking with you, Mike. Seriously, <laughs> Thank I you. love it. Um, well, that is all the time we have for uh, this episode, this inaugural episode of Let's Admit It. So I'd like to thank uh, Derek for joining me. Derek, we'll have you on again in a couple of weeks um, to talk about a different subject. But cool. um, next week, ladies and gentlemen, we have a uh, very special guest, which is my wife's best friend in the world, Rebecca Hasegawa, who is also the uh, English professor here at Boise Bible College. And she's going to talk to us about some writing stuff. So I would encourage you to uh, sign in for that. So uh, until then, this has been Let's Admit It. I'm Michael Gray.